I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome to Inside Arsenal. I hope you're all enjoying your Friday and having a good end to the week. A little bit later from me today. I've been busy all day today. My kids' sports days. had one in the morning, one in the afternoon. Just got back, so I thought I'd pop in and out, still get something out for today. Plenty to talk about. Transfer season kicking off big style. We've got Thomas Party to talk about. Of course, we'll talk about some Declan Rice, talk about Kai Havertz and plenty of your questions as well to get stuck into. So let's begin with Thomas Party, shall we? A potential transfer that has been very uh, divisive, shall we say. Lots of people, myself included, a little bit confused as to why exactly Arsenal would consider selling Thomas Party this summer, but they are open to letting him go if a good move can be secured for him. And interest is growing in Thomas Party. We know about the interest from Saudi Arabia. We'll talk about that a little bit. There's lots of talk at the moment about Juventus as well uh, moving for Thomas Party. Um, my understanding of Juventus is they they are interested in Thomas Party, but I was told yesterday by someone that it is not yet hot. Um, so interest there, but they've not yet really ramped it up or sort of made a decision on to whether they're really going to push for it. But they are, you know, it is a situation they are monitoring. The interesting one, or the one that seems to be certainly gathering pace, is Saudi Arabia. Um, now, we know what's going on over there at the moment. The money that has been pumped into Saudi Arabian football, the uh, attempts to bring lots of big-name players over. We've seen lots go, and Thomas Party is a player that they are looking to bring over to add to their ranks at the moment. James Benj, fantastic reporter, works for CBS, um, has been sort of leading the way when it comes to Saudi Arabia. Uh, and some of the transfers that are happening over there. Got some very good contacts on that side of things. And uh, he's reported today that um, Al-Khalid are ready in a loan offer, which doesn't sound too um, appealing. It does have an obligation to buy, but it is a loan offer with an obligation at the end of the season. Uh, but the Al-Nasir are, uh, and they're one of the clubs that are sort of basically been taken on, the ownership has been taken on by PIF, um, which is a public investment fund over there. Um, they are interested in Thomas Partey and are willing to spend 30 million euros 
to sign him and then give him, I think, 10 million euros net. James Benji's reporting. I retweeted his tweet. So if you haven't seen it yet, go and have a look um, and uh, click on the link and have a look at what he's got to say about that. 30 million euros. Is that enough for Thomas Partey? Oh, I don't know. It's quite, it's a tough one. Obviously, Arsenal spent a lot of money, 45 million to bring him in a few years ago. He is 30 now. He's obviously had a real bad time of injuries, basically since he's arrived at a club. Although last season was, was his best, I would say, in terms of staying fit. Um, but, you know, you can't, he's 30 years old, probably look at it and think you can't really rely on him in terms of staying fit for a whole season. Two years left on his deal. Um, if Arsenal aren't in any sort of rush to extend his stay, which at the moment it doesn't appear that they are, then you can probably understand why they're considering letting him go. Um, and they're probably not going to get another chance to get a big money move for Thomas Party. Whether 30 million, would he think that's enough? Uh, let me know in the comments below, but it's certainly a, a sort of it's, it's it's one that I imagine would probably be pretty tempting to Arsenal. But I think the big thing here is what Thomas Partey wants to do. You know, does he really want to push A for a move and B for a move away from Europe? That I think that's going to be absolutely crucial to all of this. My understanding of Thomas Partey is he's quite happy to stay at Arsenal. And, um, you know, he came over here. I've said it before. They came over here to try and get Arsenal back in the Champions League. Now there are. He'd like the opportunity to actually and play with Arsenal in the Champions League. But I think he'll also probably know, look, there's huge money on the on the table elsewhere. It's certainly something to consider. And if Arsenal are willing to let him go, that might be another sort of thing in his mind. It's like, well, if they don't really want me, then maybe I should, I should head off. So it's an interesting one. I can see why so many people are divisive on it and want, you know, some people thinking, you know, it's probably a pretty smart business decision. Other people thinking, why on earth are we selling Thomas Party? And, my feelings on it is the only way I think Arsenal should sell Tom's party this summer is if they've got a couple of really good additions through the door in midfield. If they haven't, then I don't see how they can really entertain the idea of moving Thomas party on, especially with Granite Xhaka, who, although it hasn't gone through yet, we're all expe expecting to complete that move to buy Leverkusen. For, for me, footballing-wise, it just doesn't make sense. Business-wise, it probably does. And uh, I suppose from us, when we look at it, you think business-wise, do we really care that much? Just, you know, just sod the money and keep him and play and let him play and keep the squad strong. I think, you know, it's an easy thing for us to think about, but if you're the money men, if you're the people at the club running it as a business, you have to look at it slightly differently, I would suggest. So um, let me know what you guys think anyway, in the comments below on Thomas party is 30 million euros enough. Was that a deal that Arsenal should take? Or do you think no stay put play um, or demand more? And if you think he's worth more than that, let me know in the comments below. All right, Declan Rice, I have to admit, when I recorded yesterday's video, I thought I'd be sitting here in about 24 hours' time and things would have really moved on in terms of Declan Rice. It doesn't feel like it really has yet. We haven't even heard of Man City's bid going in, whether that's because they're in talks with West Ham to sort of come to a number before officially submitting that bid. It might be the case, but as of yet, it doesn't appear to have gone in at the time of certainly recording this video, which is 10 to 4 on the Friday. Um, and Arsenal's third bid, as far as I'm aware, hasn't gone in yet either. That bid is being prepared and will go in, providing West Ham don't agree something with City before that. Um, and then we'll have to wait and see what happens. There's been lots of anger, lots of frustration, lots of debate. I mean, social. whenever I open social media now, uh, since the news broke of City's interest yesterday, it's just dominating everyone arguing, people saying one thing, other people disagreeing. I mean, it's what happens. It's football, isn't it? We all disagree on things. Um, 
yeah, it's it's certainly caused a lot of uh, angst, shall we say, uh, amongst Arsenal fans, and a lot of arguments and infighting has been going on about what Arsenal should do. Um, I mean, I've said before, I kind of feel like with Rice out of everyone, if there's going to be one transfer where you have to just kind of suck it up and pay a little bit extra, it should be for this one because he's such a priority because of who else is competing for him because of his stature, because of what it means to West Ham. Sometimes you probably have to bite the bullet and do it. But then again, when I sort of look at it from a financial point of view and from a business point of view, you know, Arsenal have only got a certain amount of money to spend this summer. They've got to try and spread that over a number of years. It's not like they're going to go there and just pay West Ham 100 million up front. They're going to need to structure the deal right so it fits in with their accounts and everything like that. And they can't, you know, if City are offering 50 million up front to West Ham, um, Arsenal certainly couldn't go and do anything like that. You need to stagger it in a way that suits them better. So I can understand it from their point of view as well. And But I can certainly understand it from why a lot of Arsenal fans are really frustrated about the situation and they want it resolved and resolved pretty, pretty quickly. Um, Kai Havertz, that medical is not yet happened as far as I'm aware, but should happen fairly, fairly soon. Still not 100% sure if it's going to happen in the UK or abroad. There's a very good chance it will happen abroad because Arsenal just want to get it wrapped up and that deal done imminently. And at the moment, Kai Havertz, after finishing up with Germany, he's gone away on holiday. I mean, there's a chance, obviously, you could just fly in, complete the medical, get that deal done, then head off on holiday again. And those are all talks that are going to be happening at the moment. But certainly expecting that one to go through at some point, around £65 million altogether for Kai Havertz, a little bit less than that in terms of the upfront total. Um, Again, another divisive one, as I've said many times on these videos in the last few weeks. And uh, for me, I'm going to probably reserve my judgment on it until I see exactly what Mikel Arteta's got planned for Kai Havertz, where he's going to play him and that sort of thing in his system. So waiting on that from uh, for Kai Havertz. OK, I'll move on to your questions and some of your comments now. Um, Goon Squad here says, I know Rice is pretty good, but I don't get the hype. Charles's comparison to Sol Campbell seems like a huge reach to me, he's not that mobile, not that press resistant. Short passing game is not elite. To push the boat beyond 100 million is ridiculous. Retain Jorginho and party and pivot to Caicedo or someone else. Um, fair enough, uh, Goon Squad. Um, I think that's a little bit harsh when you say he's, he's he's not that mobile. I think Declan Rice is pretty mobile. I think he's surprising. It will surprise a lot of people if he comes to Arsenal just how mobile he is. Um, I, when I talk about his comparison to Sol Campbell, I'm maybe not talking about him as a footballer, although I think Declan Rice is very, very good. When I'm talking about that comparison, it's just the transfer as a whole, what it would mean, the statement it was sent out. That's why I think it'd probably be the biggest signing Arsenal have made since Sol Campbell. It's not really comparing the two as footballers, although I do think Declan Rice is genuinely top, top quality. It might not be world-class yet, but will be world-class. When you talk about the fee, I mean, a fee is a fee, isn't it? A player is only ever worth what a selling club deem that he is worth it's um, everyone else can kind of argue exactly what what clubs what players are worth but if a club says right you this is how how much he is oh well that's how much you're gonna have to pay um i don't think you know as you say to push the boat out beyond 100 million is ridiculous i kind of agree i think there's there has to be a limit on it i think 100 million is a very good number for a player with two years left on his contract um and if it does go beyond that you have to think it probably is ridiculous and that's when you you step away i think i think arsenal's bid of 90 million is a good one i think it was a very serious bid it's 18 million pounds more than arsenal have ever played for a pay for a player they're doing it in a summer when they're spending millions elsewhere as well you know they're not man city they haven't got unlimited funds 90 million is a decent fee um and like you said i think if you go well if you start going beyond 100 million that does start to 
start to sort of border on the on the ridiculous side of things. So I agree with you on that. But thank you very much for your comment, Goon Squad. Sydney now says, I really think we should include ESR in the deal. Whilst he's a good player, I don't believe that ESR is a regular starter in the team aiming to regularly compete with City. Therefore, if you view that this as a swap plus cash for ESR and Rice, it is a definite upgrade. ESR adds depth and quality, but the standard Arsenal is aiming for means that ESR is not going to clock up huge amounts of minutes. I mean, the big thing there is if whether West Ham actually want Declan Rice on. Oh, sorry, Emil Smith-Rowe or not. There's certainly been rumours that potentially they would like him. I imagine they probably would. I haven't heard it myself. Um, but I think you've been a bit harsh. I think a lot of people have been a bit harsh. And I know I'm a big fan of um, Emil Smith-Rowe and people take the mickey out of me for it and leave lots of comments about it. But, you know, I think there's a lot of I think because of what's happened last season, because we didn't see him very much, a lot of people were forgetting just how good Smith Rowe was when he was in the team. He was second top scorer behind um, Bukayo Saka. And the only reason Saka moved ahead of him that season was because he scored a couple of late penalties and ESR didn't take penalties. You know, he scored a lot of goals from open play, made a huge impact on, on the Arsenal team. Great with the ball, runs from deep, good eye for goals, scores, finishes, creates. I think he's a top player. And I think a lot of people are forgetting how good he is just because we haven't seen him for a year or so, basically, because of the injuries. So, you know, that's why I don't really want to let ESR go. If it's a deal breaker for Declan Rice and West Ham say like that, is it we do want him, then maybe that's something you have to consider because I agree, I don't think ESR is going to play regular starting minutes, but I don't think you necessarily want to weaken your squad. Ideally, you can get Declan Rice in and keep Emil Smith-Rowe and that brings the level of the squad up even more. And that's what Arsenal need to do this season. That's how Arsenal go on to the next level is by improving the level of the squad even more than it is now. Rizwan wants to know about Marquinhos. Um, Rizwan says, what do you think the plan is for Marquinhos next season? Another loan or would he get minutes to help give Saka more rest? I think he will go for another loan. I'd be very, very surprised if Arsenal keep Marquinhos next season. Um, I think he didn't exactly pull up many trees at Norwich. He scored a goal, did all right from time to time, but I think he needs another loan, a full season away from Arsenal because um, he's just not going to play if he stays at Arsenal. He's never, he's no, he's not on the level or near the level of being able to replace Saka or be a kind of alternative to Saka at the moment. Um, and so there's just no point keeping him around. He needs to go out, play football, whether that be in the championship here, whether it be abroad, go give him a season in France or in Germany or something like that to help him build on. Um, sort of the progress he has made since he's arrived in England. So, um, so yeah, that's what I think the plan is for Marquinhos. As far as I'm aware, it is going to be another loan and it will be a case of Arsenal deciding and at the moment, like a number of their other young players, who the best club is to send a player out to. You know, Arsenal will put a lot of work into that now. The loan department is so crucial to how Arsenal operate, not just in terms of trying to make players progress that they, so that they can get towards first team, but also so they can progress and be sold for decent money and you know, when I look at Marquinhos right now, do I think he's going to go on and become a first-team regular at Arsenal? I don't know. I, I, I'd be highly doubtful over that. I mean, I'm not saying he won't. Who knows? You can't look into the future, but I'd be doubtful. I think the the kind of the goal for Arsenal Marquinhos right now might well be to you know, get him a good loan, move him on, make a good profit and uh, bank some money for the club, which is what they're looking to do with a lot of the players that they do send out on loan nowadays. Finally now, Ken says you're waffling big time, Charles. Not the first person, Ken, who's ever told me that. I have to agree. I have to say so. Yeah, sorry for that. You're waffling big time, Charles. Edu and the board have messed up and we all know it. What have they been doing? Havertz out. So Ken, clearly not a fan of what Arsenal have been doing in the transfer market this summer. I presume the first part of that is about Declan Rice and the second part is just that you don't want Kai Havertz. 
I don't think that's fair, but I'm sure a lot of people will disagree. And I can probably understand why a lot of people disagree because we've seen this before with Arsenal. They've gone for big targets. They haven't been able to get them. I'm not saying right now they're not going to get Declan Rice anyway. We'll have to wait and see. There's still a chance that they sign Declan Rice, even if we're all probably feeling at the moment, maybe it's looking more and more unlikely because of Manchester City's interest and because of the money that they're going to be able to spend. But I don't think missing out on Rice means, if they do, means that that's Edu and the board messing up. You know, Arsenal have got a number. They've got, there's a limit. There's, they cannot, they cannot um, really push the boat out like some of the other clubs can. And if West Ham aren't willing to pay what Arsenal are, then sometimes you have to walk away. I don't think that's Arsenal messing up. I think it's just that they didn't have enough money to really to be able to get the deal done sometimes it happens it's not just Arsenal look at Manchester City last summer they missed out on Kukurea it turned out well for Manchester City in the end because I don't think he's been great for Chelsea by any means but even you know Man City can miss out on big targets that they think they're going to sign and then suddenly another club comes in right at the end and and takes it off him Chelsea did that with Kukurea they of course did it with Mudrick as well I don't think that's clubs failing I just think it's the clubs will certainly have a number in mind of where they want to go to for a player which Manchester City did for Kukurea. And then when Chelsea came in and bid what they did, City walked away. That's not them failing. That's just them deciding with a purely business decision to walk away. Now, Arsenal haven't walked away from Declan Rice yet. Whether they do, we'll have to wait and see. Whether they get the opportunity to, we'll have to wait and see. Because Man City could just come in, hit the number that West Ham won and get it done relatively quickly. But, you know, Arsenal haven't waved the white flag yet. So I think we need to reserve judgment on this and the whole window as a whole until it pans out. And I say it every summer and I get a lot of abuse for it, a lot of grief for it. But sometimes you have to decide, you know, when when Mud- Arsenal failed to get Mudrick, it was a disaster. Within about two weeks, it signed Trossard. Trossard had come in and made a huge impact. Mudrick hadn't done anything for Chelsea and suddenly it was a fantastic piece of business and really smart work from Arsenal. I know transfer windows send everyone a little bit crazy. Um, you know, I get sucked into it as well. And, you know, I'm still a fan at the end of the day and I want Arsenal to sign the best players. And I want Arsenal to sign Declan Rice. I'm desperate for them to sign Declan Rice. But if it doesn't happen, it's not a disaster. It's not that everyone's absolutely messed up. It's just that it's just football. It's just the way it works. And we've still got a lot of time left in the window. They'll go and get someone else if they don't get Declan Rice. And then we'll judge at the end of the end of, end of the window. And probably more importantly, once the season starts and those players start to play and perform. So, yeah, that's my piece on it. But sorry, I was probably waffling again there, Ken. So you can write back and, and tell me that I'm waffling again. But that was my answer. Thank you for your question anyway. Anyone who wants to get involved, please do so. We'll come back tomorrow, have another talk about what's going on at Arsenal, see if things have progressed since then. Until then, have a very good end to your week, everyone. Enjoy your Friday night. Anything you want to say, agree with, disagree with, let me know in the comments below. Have a good evening. I'll speak to you tomorrow. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.